The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. What's going on, Larry? Everything's good, man. What's happening? What's happening? Man, just to add on to what one of the greats who, who, who I just who I had a pleasure to listen to, Richard from Manhattan, just to add on to last night, what a night. Mm-hmm. My hope, my hope, and I'm pretty sure nobody did, but my hope is that some of the players on the current roster decided to peek their head out and see what excellence looks like. Yeah. That's what it looks like, man. It's sad that it has to age, and that we're all aging, Larry. We we ain't buying green bananas like Michael K. say, right? And what a a pleasure to see Dr. Dick, Mm -hmm. Senator Bill. Yeah. Clyde, like always. Earl. You know, Jerry Lucas. I just do, 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 do. I, I was not alive to see this team play. But when I tell you Thanks, I love Trey. this team like I saw them play, I'm sorry, Larry. My bad. My bad, it's Larry. That's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. But you would have loved them. I don't, man, I don't think, you know, just looking at the numbers and looking at the old footage, right? I don't think it does it any justice, man. This, this dude, Jerry Lucas, is fourth all time. And rebound percentage, man. He's That's only scary. behind Will. He's behind. This man averaged 20 rebounds for a season. It's crazy. That's it's insane. And and it's funny because when you think about him, because when you think about him, you only think about his offense. Right. You don't think about rebounding. And you don't think about him on the offensive boards because he was so far out. There was no way he was getting rebounds. And not the biggest guy, not the most athletic no, guy. 6'8", no. man, had 12,942 yeah. rebounds, Larry. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. It is. It is. You know, and I mean, I, and, and, and to have my best friend on the planet be a descendant of of of, of uh, Dean Meminger and, and and Richard Wright because my man colleague can't shoot neither his his great his great his great his great nephew can't shoot neither he sus, sus on the jump shot sus on the jump shot I can he my hear, man though I can hear Dean Meminger right now saying Larry is very simple defense <laughs> is very simple stay low stay low That's all you right. got to do is stay low stay low That's tell right. him and then he goes to the game and laugh. <laughs> stay low. Just stay low. Oh, man. That's oh, all. Gone like too I said, soon. I, gone too soon. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, far far too soon. Again, mm. I just hope that, you know, one some of them players was able to, you know, kind of peek their head out, man, and yeah, look at that, yeah. man. And, yeah. and, and, and if you want to be a part of something special, man, I don't care what nobody say. You, you don't have to come here to win. You don't. Yeah. But if you win here, it's different. It, it smells different. It tastes different. It's different here. It is. So hopefully somebody that, that soaked into somebody's head last night. They played like it last night. They did. They played well. They had they, help. Because New Orleans was yeah, awful. Yeah, they did. Oh, ooh, but, Lord. But, but, good night, nurse, man. I mean, <laughs> ooh. Awful. And they, but they played well. Shooting. They, they, they played very well, despite, yeah. the, despite the opponent. Because usually the Knicks play down to their opponents. It's true. It's true. And but, I I think, and, but you know what, Trey? I, and I'll let you finish mm, in a second. I no, think no, that ahead, they, they sense, you know what, when you, and you know this, when you're on a team and you, you look around the locker room or you're in the playground and you look at your squad, they, you play differently when you got it. You shouldn't as a professional. Let me put the asterisk. Right. You shouldn't as a professional. Right. But, Trey, when you look around your locker room, you're like, you know what? We're pretty good. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta play. Otherwise, my butt go be on the bench. 
Right. And so now right. everybody elevates their playing time because you want to play. You don't want to be sitting on the bench. You want to be on the floor when the team is playing like this and winning. So you, um, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a different feeling around this team right now. It is. It is. And we got to keep that energy for tomorrow because you know who coming in the building tomorrow. Yeah, Boston. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know how much I hate that green. And then I, I, I ain't talking about green overall, but I'm just no, talking no, no, about no. that green. You it's know what I thing. mean? See, 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 you're, see, you're the old school Nick. See, the new school Nick fan don't like Miami. And I get it. Yeah, I, me neither. I get it. Me neither. I get you think it. I forgot I about P.J. Brown and Charlie Ward? <laughs> but I can't stand the but stuff. But before that was Miami. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Before there was Miami, there was this school of there, Oh man, there was Dave Cowens and there was Paul oh. Silas and there was Don Nelson and there was yeah. Hall- and wait a minute, wait a minute. And there was JoJo White. Oh God, JoJo was so good, boy. Number ten oh. just come out there, just uh, man. Like, he was like a modern day Marcus Hayes oh. for that time. Exactly. Am I and lying? then of course, oh. and, and then let's not even talk about Bird and Parrish and McHale. We, we even need to we even need to talk about and we didn't talk about. You ain't even that. bring up DJ. Why you ain't bring I, up I, DJ I doing our guards all bad? Doing real, how he how he used to do sparrow but, but, and them, but, but, real Trey, bad, Trey, real dirty. Trey, Trey, Trey. <laughs> I got, I, 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 I got a little respect for Dennis Johnson. I, I, I got a little respect for Dennis Johnson. He, he man, was a bad man. Boy, I got a little respect for Dennis. Colder than a polar bear toenail, Larry. You hear what I'm talking about? Because I'll say this. He he didn't just do it to us. (laughs) So so I got got a little respect for him. (laughs) Hey, hey, Larry, when when DJ came up, it was mutual. Yeah, that's true. It was oh he got it for oh everybody can get it. (laughs) Yep. He 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 spread he spread the wealth around. There's no question about it. Like cheap peanut butter, Larry. You heard me? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Trey. Good talking to you, my friend. We'll talk again. 1-800-919-3776. Rich is in Brooklyn. What's up, Rich? Rich, hello. Bye, Rich. What is Rich doing? I'm afraid to find out. Tommy's in Connecticut. Hey, Tommy. What's what's happening? Larry, how we doing, bud? Good, man. What's happening? Uh, listen, I appreciate you giving the Rangers a little shine. I know it's it, it's tough getting hockey into the conversation and uh, sports radio. Well, every but... once in a while, every once in a while, I like to gauge. You know, in a home game, I like to gauge, especially the way the Rangers have been playing up until tonight. I like to gauge what the Ranger fans are feeling in the building, and you know how how they're feeling about their team. So I was just a little curious. So we had a chance to chat tonight because I live vicariously through Don LeGreca yelling goal, oh, little, yelling score on the radio. <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, they were hot for, what, like a week and a half? And then yeah. it's been a frustrating last couple of days. But yeah. I I just – tonight, like, Mika Zibanejad, he's got to be one of the toughest players in the NHL. He's so he's so good, man. And when he took that shot to the ankle, yes, I was uh, – like, I felt it. You know, like <laughs> – Yeah, it was – And I never I, – I, I barely skated, you know – on a freaking ice, you know, ring to, to save my life. But uh, I had a great conversation with your call screener. I didn't I didn't catch her name, but she was fantastic. Uh, I so I, I bet one of the uh, same game parlays mm-hmm. for the Rangers to win, to Mika to score, and for it to be over six and a half. Uh-huh. And him coming back in <laughs> and scoring on that power play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like this. this this guy, he's just—he's an awesome dude. Well, see, here's my thing, Tommy, and thanks for the phone call, and 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 don't spend it all in one place. Here's my thing about hockey players, and this is how you know when you see like Mika was, 
And I know what you mean when you said you felt it, because even I raised an eyebrow, because I've watched, I've you know, covering hockey for the years I did. You know, you see guys, guys get hit, and they just, you know, they may bend over a little bit, shake it off, and then they skate off, or they may, you know, skate off on one leg, or they'll limp a little bit, somebody come help them. He was on the ice for a minute. And the first thing I thought of was, did he get hit in the face or something? But there was no blood on the ice. So when I saw there's no blood on the ice, I said, okay, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, a upper, I'm sorry, in the vernacular of hockey, it wasn't an upper body injury. It had to be a lower body injury. And then when they showed the replay, you could see it just, it, it found his ankle point blank. I know that his ankle is probably uh, got a little blue, a little purple in there right now and, and probably swollen. So uh, I know he's going to do ice and heat, ice and heat, ice and heat, and get it down so he can, uh, you know, Rangers will play again on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, you know, and he came back in and played. But but that's what, but that's what they do, right? That's what hockey players do. You know, I mean, we used to, I mean, we used to sit in the press box and just marvel and just say, you know, uh, pick a player, anybody, you know, the. Uh, uh, Lower body, lower body, lower leg, upper arm, upper torso will return. Because <laughs> they always come back. They always come back. And that's what I, I admire what they, I admire what hockey players go through. I admire what they do, their abilities. Uh, you know, you don't, and for me, I didn't really understand how good, how great athletes they are until you watch them in person. Hockey is, is not, hockey is not a TV sport, ladies and gentlemen. Hockey is a sport that you watch live. And when you're there, you just see all the, it's, it's, it, the TV doesn't do it justice. It doesn't. It does not do it justice. When you watch hockey live at the rink, at the stadium, at the building, it's, it's, it's totally different. It's totally different. And you really have an appreciation for what those guys do. You do. You really do. They are tremendous athletes. I mean, think about this. I can't even, I can't even skate. And they're skating and handling a puck and with, with a stick and shifting and turning and doing all sorts of things at the, at the drive. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Back to the phones. Just head out to Arizona. Talk to Dominique. Dominique, you're next on 98.7. Yeah, how you doing, Larry? Um, I want to talk about the Knicks. Okay. So, you know, we, we got Mitchell Robinson. He's, you know, he's pretty good, but don't you think we, we should, like, get – I know it would be hard to find, like, a Joel Embiid-type center, but, like, I think if we get somebody like that in the paint and, and put them around the guys we got, I think we'd be a pretty good team, you know? Leave them even better team because we're not doing too bad right now. We're actually doing mm-hmm. pretty good. And we just missing that one key star player on the team, too, that can just yeah. take over a game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do. I know. I hear what you're saying, Dominique. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, if you could find the Joel Embiid, it would be pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's not a lot of those guys around. And here's the thing about him is he is he is a remarkable player because of his versatility. 
he'll he'll he has no problem going down low. He loves to go in the paint area and dominate. And he and Harden with this pick and roll thing that they've got going is it's it's going to be tough to stop. That pick and they do it on either side. You know it's coming, and he hits that mid range. He hits the mid range so well, and he can hit the three. So the really the only question about Joel Embiid is his availability. But there's not a lot of guys like that, Dominique. So what the Knicks are doing is they're doing the next best thing. So they don't ask Mitchell Robinson to give them any scoring. They're happy with him. They don't run any plays for him. He has to get his points off the offensive boards on lobs. As you saw him get a bunch of driving dish and lobs and easy dunks last night. And that's his game. And dominant rebounder and shot blocker. And that's what they want from him. They've got Julius Randle, and they've got Jalen Brunson, and they've got Josh Hart, and they've got R.J. Barrett, and they've got Emmanuel Quickly. They've got other guys that they want to do that scoring. You are correct, though. Eventually, for this team to take the next step, they need to find an elite scorer, a superstar, an elite player to take them to that next level. They are very good now. They are very good now. Okay, and we'll see if this continues. They are very good now. But the question is, what will it take and who can they get to get to that next level? And, you know, that's the job of their front office to see if they can make that happen. That's the big question. But for right now, listen, they're pretty good. And we'll see how far they can go with this roster. But you're right. If they had another elite player, they would be very, very good. Dennis is in Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey, Larry. How you doing? Good, man. What's happening? Good, good. I wanted to touch base with you a little bit on this situation with the Jets quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. You know, now yeah. that we're starting to get close to the, the combine and we're starting to get close to free agency, um, you think we might hear something maybe within the next week to a week and a half? Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, there was a report, and um, Harvey and Chantel gave it to me, and I want to share it with you. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, it's about an article that was um, in the post from Brian Costello um, right. saying that, uh, the scouting combine, that's normally where things happen, as you know, Dennis, because you've been following the sport right. a long yep. time. So I would say you'll probably get some answers. I don't know if you'll get the answer, but you'll probably start to get some answers about it uh, because, once again, everybody's face-to-face. So this way you can do these right. deals. I, I just think every, Rogers is holding all this up, okay, because mm-hmm. Rog, once Rogers makes his decision – then Carr will kind of know what the money is and where he can go and what he can get as a free agent. So really, we're all waiting to see what what goes on with uh, with with Rodgers. Is he yeah. uh, is he going to go back with Green Bay? Is he going to leave? Is he going to go to the Jets? Or does he going to go to the Raiders? Or does he want to retire? I don't see him retire. I don't think he's going to retire though. No, no, Larry. I, the more and more this is dragged out with him going into the rabbit hole and all kinds of stuff. I don't think the Jets, he's coming to the Jets. I, I think there's a better chance of him to go to Oakland. Or actually, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not Oakland, Vegas. out to Cal- of the Vegas. Mm-hmm. And 
I or he just goes back to Green Bay. I, I think the Jets is it's not going to happen. I just don't. And then I read an article from a couple of beat writers that are kind of plugged into the into the uh, the Packers saying it. They think he's coming back. Okay. They do. They think he's yeah. coming back. So that's why I'm really focusing my attention at this point as a Jets fan to Carr. And I don't want them to really blow this, where they really try to hang in there for this, for for Rodgers and Carr winds up signing with the Saints. I because yeah. he's my second choice. Carr's my second choice. But they're going to have to get a gauge next week on where he is because I know Joe Douglas has a press conference scheduled for eleven o'clock on Tuesday mm-hmm. because he does it at the combine. All the GMs right. talk at the combine. Right. So I have to feel that he's going to get beat down there. You know that they're not yeah. going to talk. They're not even going to talk prospect. They're going to want to talk quarterback. You know Absolutely. that. Absolutely. 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 Maybe this. Is it possible this week, Larry, that you can make get Rich Semini on? Maybe, maybe you can reach out to him this week. Yeah, we'll see. If, we'll see if we can get a hold of Rich and, and find out what he knows. I'll say this: this is the other thing too, because I'm curious to see, and and I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, Dennis, which is real interesting to me, is I think we might get an answer. And thank you for calling on what's going on in Baltimore. And I know that this is, and I'm not trying to promote this as a possibility or anything, but I'm just really curious as to what Baltimore is going to do with Lamar Jackson. What are they going to do? Are they going to do the franchise or the restricted franchise? And if they do the restricted franchise and they sign them, that that means they're going to be opening the trading. And so, look, I've not thought that Aaron Rodgers was coming. I've not. I've, I've been on the record saying I don't think he's coming. But I will say this to you. If I've got that, and, and why Carr is more attractive to me is because I don't have to pay. I don't have to, it's, it's a money deal. It's not a transaction. It's not I got to send you a thousand number one picks or two number ones and a two or whatever. Okay. And for a two-year rental, with all due respect to the talent of Aaron Rodgers, if I'm getting a two-year rental for draft choices, I, I before I do that, I can I really see what the hell is going on in Baltimore? Can I see if there's even an opportunity for me to put in my draft choices for Lamar Jackson? Can I at least ask? Can I see what's going on before I make that move for Aaron Rodgers? And this is no disrespect to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but to be honest, I need as much information about what's going on if I'm Joe Douglas, because you're right, Dennis, I got to make a decision here. And I can't be left out in the cold. Now, if we are to believe what Derek Carr's brother David said on the NFL Network, that he's taking his time, he wants to think this over, it's not a quick process, he wants to go visiting, he wants to go to a couple of teams. But once again, I really think he's, he's waiting to see what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And he's waiting to see what's going on with, with the Ravens, too, because if they sign Lamar Jackson, it's going to be for a lot of money. All right. And he's going to want to try to get some of that money. He's even probably watching what the Giants are going to do with Daniel Jones. Because if Daniel Jones is able to get. Let's say the rumors are he was asking for 45, then. His camp says he's not asking for 45, so let's just play. Let's just have a little fun. Let's say he's asking for 40. 
Derek Carr's like, well, if he's getting 40, I can get 43, 44, <laughs> 45, <laughs> right? Because everybody resets it. But Lamar Jackson's going to be the one to reset it. So it, it, it's really interesting to see what happens. But as my good friend Mike Westoff used to say, we'll find out what happens at the Underwear Olympics, better known as the Combines, next week. And, yeah, you'd be looking for prospects and all the stuff that, you know, some of the things that you never find out about because they never use it on the football field or stuff like that, just the different running without pads and which you never do on the football field during the game. Uh, you know, the speed and all the other, you, you know, the all the numbers and metrics and all the other stuff that they'll be going through. And you'll be seeing all these very talented young players next week, the next couple of weeks at the Combine. But yes, yeah, true. This is where your deals are done. This is where you go face to face with folks and have the conversation. What's happening? What's going on? What's what's the deal? What what's happening? Where are we going? Where are we looking? And um, quarterback is the prime is the prime uh, position. All right, especially when it comes to the Jets, even though they're not the quarterback away, but it's it's a prime position for them. Jobs are on the line, depending on their quarterback position. More of your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go back to the phones. Talk to Felix in the Bronx. What's up, Felix? Larry, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. What's uh, listen, happening? I, I, I'm good. I'm good. Listen, I, I want to talk to, uh, about, about Rodgers. I don't, I don't think Rodgers is coming to the Jets. Mm-hmm. First of all, he hated Brett Favre. He mm-hmm. don't want to touch his legacy to Brett Favre because he'll be doing the same steps that Brett Favre did. I think he's going to stay in Green Bay. They just got to go after another quarterback. Well, that's, that's listen, yeah, I hear you, Felix, and I agree with you. I don't think he's coming either. Thanks for the phone call. But if you're Joe Douglas, you have to hear, you have to hear that from Green Bay. And nobody's – I don't know. Has Rodgers spoken with Green Bay since he's come out of the cave? I don't know. Nobody knows. We're all waiting to find out. And it depends on who who you talk to. There's there's word coming out of Green Bay that, you know, he's going to come back. There was words out of Green Bay before he went into uh, into his meditation that Green Bay was done with him. They're ready to move on. They're ready to go with love and see what love has. Because if they wait much longer, they're going to have to decide about a fifth year, going to give him his fifth year option, and he hasn't played enough for them to make a decision about that yet. So, you know, there's there's uh it's a it's a lot going on here with this. It's a lot. And you have to figure out, you got to find a way to, you know, if you're Joe Douglas, I just, I just like I just need an answer. <laughs> I just need an answer. What's going on? And Green Bay may not know. And if they know, they're not going to say anything because if they'll move him for the right deal, okay, they'll ask him, they'll consult with him, but they'll move him for the right deal because they're they're, they're kind of ready to move on because they, they've been going through this now for the past couple of seasons. I don't know if I want to play. I think I might want to host Jeopardy. I think I might want to come back. I don't know if I want to come back. I mean, 
it gets it gets old for a player to hold a franchise hostage. And that's really what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Now, he has every right to make a decision on whether he wants to play or not. That's his right. There's no question about it. You know, just like there are times when, you know, franchises hold you hostage and not give you, um, you know, not give you your, 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 your contract. And you end up having to turn that down, like Aaron Judge did, <laughs> you know, and play for another one. All right, so you're you have a right to negotiate and whatever. You have a right to make a decision. I'm not begrudging him that right. I'm just saying the thing is, like, you're still trying to. You're just waiting, and if you're Green Bay, you're kind of tired of it. And the next prospective team. Jets, Raiders, wherever he goes, Niners, wherever he goes, um, you're going to deal with that because it's every year it's going to be something. So you just have to, much like Brett Favre, <laughs> all right, much like Brett Favre, it's the same thing. You know, it was the same thing with him. Oh, uh, we'll come train here. Uh, I'll see you in like the end of August. <laughs> I'm ready to get, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. I'm good to go. I'm ready. Right? So that's the whole thing. That's, that's what you keep going through. And so, uh, you know, you agree with me, you don't keep going through that. But that's the situation they're in. And he's been a quarterback that's been very, very successful, you know, so they they riding with him. But I, I really don't I, I don't think he's coming to the Jets. I don't think he's retiring. He's either going to go back to Green Bay or he's going with the Raiders and hang out with uh, you know, his former tag team partner in Green Bay and try to re you know recover and, and win there. You know? I mean it's 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 fascinating, right? That he would go and then, you know, then Rogers leaves to join him, right? It's it's possible. It's possible. It could be. It, it could be that way. Maybe it was planned. You never know. But clearly, if you're Joe Douglas, you just have to make sure that you don't end up with one of the you know lower tier quarterbacks, because then that's a lateral, or uh, uh, you know. A bad move. You have to land one of the big three. You have to land one of the big three. It's either got to be Rodgers, Carr, Garoppolo, and if there is a chance for Lamar Jackson, you got to be in that too. Okay, that's what you got to be. Otherwise, it's it's not good. Because then you're looking at, okay, we got to go this way. And and it takes you a step back. And considering that you have a playoff mandate. You have a playoff mandate. And not that it was said you have a playoff mandate, but when the owner says, I'm willing to break the bank for a quarterback, that means you have a playoff mandate. <laughs> you get the quarterback because I want to get to the playoffs. That's really what he's saying. 
really what he's saying. That's it. It's very simple. So that's what Joe Douglas has to do. You know, that's what he's got to do. So, like I said, uh, hopefully at the Combine, we'll find a way to, hopefully we'll get some information and maybe we'll have some clarity on what the situation is because it's we're talking about this like over and over and over and over. You just want to say, will you get a quarterback already? Will you get a quarterback already? And the same thing with the Giants. Like we're still having that conversation with them, right? Like what's the deal? What's what what's happening? You know what what's going on there? Is are we are, are you going to sign Jones? Are you going to have to franchise him? If you franchise him, then what does that mean for you know Saquon Barkley? What 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 what's going on? I mean, you would love to. You would love to. $10 million, you would love to franchise Saquon for a year, $10 million. He might not like it, but you would love to do that. Sign Jones. All right, you want to bring Saquon back, bring him back on the franchise tag and try to find a way to, you know, get some other free agents to help you, you know, fill in some of the other slots on your team. And you'll be, you know, you'll be happy about that. Then you'll be, you'll feel much better. You will feel much better about it. All right. Uh, I tell you what, when we return, we'll have two reports and then we'll be done with the quarterbacks and we'll move on to something else. We got a report from Jeff Darlington and we have a report from Jordan Runon. We'll finish out our quarterback conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. The Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN.